Both of these games are right there for the taking. There have been a dozen previous games right there for the taking. The best player on the planet has to close. 12.01 a.m., Magic's at LeBron's house. Polinka should have been at Paul George's house. The Celtics are staring at what I would consider a disastrous year. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Chris Broussard joins Nick and CeCe to break down the struggling Lakers. Well, if, are we talking? I don't know if we're talking about Genie Bus at the top or Magic, Magic and Rob and Palenka. Palenka. Magic and Magic. It goes back further than most people acknowledge. Now, we don't know what Paul George would have done. Maybe he would have stayed in Oklahoma City. But part of why he didn't really strongly consider the Lakers, because mm. they kind of softened on him. They started thinking LeBron and Kawhi. Instead of, remember how they were so much in mm, on Paul George? Okay, yeah. And then, I'm not saying they didn't want him to some degree. But obviously, but they, him and his camp felt that. Right, no question. Like, 12.01 a.m., Magic's at uh, LeBron's house. Palinka should have been at Paul George's house. Mm. They should have recruited him just as hard as they did LeBron. Now, nobody saw him playing as well as he is now, but can you imagine him and LeBron together if he is playing like this? And they wouldn't have had to recruit him, by the way. They could have traded for him. They, they that, could have done that. You're they right. could have traded for You're him right. and just said, we're not going to re- rely on Lakers' exceptionalism right. to get him there. Just, re- real quick, the, w- the other point here, Jeannie Buss is wrong. She's either knowingly or unknowingly just, lying. The word she's using, entire roster. And, yeah, and, listen, it never was the entire And, and when she calls it, just throws that fake news slur out there. Like, mm. li- the, the people reporting on this, whether it's Broderick Turner mm-hmm. in Los Angeles or Chris Haynes or Tanya Ganguly, these are credible reporters right. who were not making this up. Right. And it's toxic for the fans who think reporters are just going to make things up. If you're a credible reporter, Chris, you know this better than I do, you are not running with specific names unless someone who is in a position to tell you right. these things has told you these things. So she's just flatly The only leg she has to stand on is there were reports that, like, of six players and things like that. What I'm told is it was like... It, take any of these six players. Like, take three or four right. of them rather than of these. we're going to send six guys mm-hmm. to you for two and things like So she's nitpicking and then using that to... Semantics. With a bro- it's semantics. Right, right, right. So that's the first thing with the front office. Mm-hmm. Secondly is the composition of the roster. And LeBron has something to do with this. LeBron was looking at it like, look, you can't outshoot Golden State. We tried that in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The Cavs shot more threes than the Warriors the last few years because they tried to outshoot them. So he, he thought... Let's get some gritty, tough grinders, defenders that we can switch everything. We can be tough with Lance and Rondo. Because that was the formula they used when they beat them in 2016. So, and he, so he's thinking that. And, but at the end of the day, Magic and Palinka are in charge. Mm-hmm. And so they ha- the buck stops with them. You Even if LeBron is you, thinking You ain't this. in charge if you're sitting out in front of my house. And, <laughs> well, and, hold on. He signed a four-year deal. Yeah, but you so you got him locked up. You ain't in charge because one of the things is getting my opinion on what's going to what we're going to do moving forward. So LeBron, like a lot of other great basketball players, Magic Johnson included, trying to put together a basketball team, that's not how they're going to make their money. 
because that was not the right. What they did in Cleveland and Miami, putting shooters around LeBron James, and regardless of what he wants to think, that's the best system for I LeBron. Agree. So not only is Jenny Buss wrong, and Jenny Buss is wrong for this reason. What LeBron said in his interviews and what Magic said in his interviews. Magic said, you know something? It's up to, it's up to the Pelicans. We made an offer. We're waiting for them to call. So he justified the rumors by saying, yes, I'm in dialogue with right. them. Right, he did. He could have easily he said. It. He justified it twice. Because so, then when he met with the players afterwards, after deadline, he didn't say all that stuff was false. He sure. said they got to be big boys. Le it's LeBron James himself, the original big boy, what did he say? Oh, me and AD talked about this this summer. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Well, that's enough evidence from the top. To, so the Lakers are a part of the problem. LeBron James, when they met with him, they asked him what was his input. And this was the type of roster that he thought moving forward. Mm -hmm. They were all wrong. You made a big boy decision. Now it's time to take the big boy blame. You know right. the problem with Jeannie Buss is the leak is coming from inside. So she's basically on record saying it's fake news, right? Upset because, you know, the credible reports mm -hmm. were leaked. But you have Magic Johnson and LeBron James from inside your camp, essentially. That's not leaking. They're just talking. They're just doing normal interviews. No, but, no, but they that's didn't what I'm know saying. the effect. It, it, right. They did not know the effect. Especially when, what if you don't get this guy? The, the other right. problem for Jeannie Buss is who hired Magic and Palenka? Who decided that we're going to have two GMs who fit the same role? Like the two, not two GMs, but the two guys at the front of the franchise. I don't mind with Ma <laughs> mind Magic or Palenka. Both of them are you're hiring them because of relationships, right? But if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a Danny Ainge, you need to have a Mike Zarin. You who is who's the smart guy in the Lakers? Who's the analytical guy? Well, they were looking at it like the, like Golden State, Bob Myers was an agent. Mm -hmm. And they looked at Palinka, agent, same deal. You know, they thought he'd be the right, smart guy. Right, but Golden guy. State had the smart guy in Jerry West. One of the all-time greatest team builders ever. They should ever. have brought in. And Jerry West, who, by the way, got well, Let me tell you something, man. Jerry West, I give Jerry West credit. And I believe Golden State from a front office, they do things um, very good. But there was time in Golden State that the people in the front office didn't know who Steph Curry was. And he's sitting right downstairs. One of the greatest shooters, if not the greatest shooter ever. Golden State, remember, there were times he, they weren't in love with him. Remember, they thought there could be, should we extend? Him or Monte could have been, right. Yeah, so then, Clay, mm. they got in this era of free basketball, they got two of the best shooters all time, if not the best shooters of all time. So that right there, that's going to help you a, a, a lot more than what the Lakers. Sure, but why did they, why did they keep Clay? Because Jerry West came downstairs yes, and said, you cannot trade him for Kevin Love. Right the, right. the point is that I'm making is even if LeBron signed off on these players. He the, did more than sign off. The, it you, wasn't like they brought him. Yeah. I'm not saying they he. They had a he, list of players. Right. And, he, he, and, and these were two of the players that they selected, Lance and Rondo. So the, the, He had input. Okay. This so, is a discussion between them on what type of team we want to put around. If there's a smart him. analytics guy in the room, they say, hey, I understand the archetype you're talking about, the type of player. Here are the types of players that are actually good at that. Here are the types of players that actually, you, when you look at their numbers, they, they are going to help you more than they hurt you. It is not a coincidence that if you look at just basic plus minus, the worst Lakers are Rondo, Lance, JaVale, B. 
Beasley, who's now gone, and KCP. Four guys they brought in this offseason, and one guy they extended this offseason when they didn't need to. That is not to say it doesn't fall on the players. It falls on LeBron for not being better, and LeBron, if you want to blame him for the injury, falls on LeBron for being injured. Falls on Ingram for not being what he was supposed to be until these last two weeks. Kuzma, who started slumping, right, when Ingram started doing well. The coach has been awful. All of that is true. What's also true is a smart front office does not allow you to squander a year with LeBron, even if he misses 18 games. You can bring in those types of players that we mentioned, but keep some shooters, too. Go get some shooters, too, just in case. I also blame the front office, and I guess it would be magic in this case, for not getting out in front of the trade rumors. When all that stuff was out there, Magic, go talk to the media and say, look, I don't know where these trade rumors come from. Even if you're lying, because GMs are front off, they lie all the time. Right. So even if you, you know, go out there, I don't know where these trade rumors but are coming from. But that's what Jeannie Buss said, Chris. She was like, he's a, a nice guy with a big smile, right? And he talks too much. That's what, so she put it on him. Well, he, he should have he talked, mm -hmm. but talked like this. Like, look, we like our team. Like, everybody else, we're trying to improve it. But we love our young players. And yeah. I don't know where all these trade rumors come from. Absolutely. All right. Follow the script, Magic. Next, Chris Broussard gives his top five streaks in NBA history. We've all been watching James Harden go absolutely berserk on the rest of the NBA. But is this the most dominant statistical run we've ever seen? I'm going to answer that question for you. Here are the five most dominant streaks in NBA history. And for all you stat heads out there, this is post-NBA-ABA merger in 1976, so no Wilt Chamberlain. At number five, Steph Curry, February 2016. Over an 11-game stretch, Steph averaged 36.7 points, 7.3 assists, and shot 53.6% from three-point land. It was absolutely ridiculous. Of course, Golden State won 10 of the 11 games. They went on to win 73 that season, and Curry had his second MVP award. At number four, Kobe Bryant. March 2007, this is a year after he dropped 81 points on the Toronto Raptors. Kobe joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only players in history to have a four-game streak of 50 or more points in each game, and the Lakers won every game. Kobe dropped 65 on Portland. He dropped 50 on Minnesota. He dropped 60 on Memphis and another 50 on New Orleans and shot 54% from the field. At number three, Michael Jordan, the last 24 games of the 88-89 season. His coach, Doug Collins, put him at point guard. And we got a taste of the type of numbers Jordan would put up if he was as ball dominant as a lot of the guys today. Bringing the ball up court, making all the passes, all the shots, all the decisions. He averaged 30 points, 11 assists, and nine rebounds a game. In one 11-game stretch, he had 10 triple-doubles, including seven straight. MJ all day, baby. At number two, James Harden. December 13, 2018 to the present. He's had 21 straight games of at least 30 points. That's the longest streak since the merger. You've heard it before. He's averaged 43 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds during the streak. And one of the most impressive things is without Chris Paul for any of the games, the Rockets have gone 15 and six. All right, so if James Harden's not number one, who could it be? Russell 
Westbrook, the last three seasons. Here's how good he's been. The triple-double, which was this haloed statistical achievement, has become ho-hum for Westbrook. He does it all the time. This guy's averaged a triple-double for three years. We never thought we'd see another player since Oscar Robertson do it. We didn't think Magic would do it. He didn't. We didn't think LeBron could do it. He didn't. We didn't think Jason Kidd could do it. He didn't. Nobody's done it except Russell Westbrook. Everybody's starting to hate on Russ, but this is still a tremendous statistical accomplishment. It's incredible what this guy is doing. And oh, by the way, the Thunder are 62 and 19 in the last three years when Westbrook has a triple-double. So his triple-doubles are great for Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook's run these last three years is the greatest statistical run in NBA history. Now, Steven Jackson joins Skip and Shannon to explain why the turmoil in L.A. is real. Joined by FS1 NBA analyst Steven Jackson. Good morning, morning. Steven. You know, we need to get your take on this. We haven't heard from you in a bit. What's wrong with the Lakers? Well, you see a lot of what's been going on all year. You know, LeBron come here, kind of what Katie said, the media frenzy. You know, then you go to, okay, we're trying to get AD, that frenzy. Then you go to the players. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be here frenzy. I don't know if I can trust him frenzy. Is he really trying to trade me? Is he telling me this frenzy? Then you get to the point where, okay, now there's no trade. Now guys are pointing fingers at each other because a few minutes ago, Mm -hmm. you said I wouldn't be here. I don't know if I was going to be here. I want to try to help the team get out of the slump. So it's more of everybody pointing fingers, and and it goes to show that everything they've been through this year goes that the team is in turmoil Mm -hmm. and the play is starting to show. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell they're not on the same page when LeBron is throwing the ball out and is hitting the back. He don't do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So it's a, frustration. Yeah. So it's even hard. starting to take a well, toll is it, is on the best player in the world. Or just a lack of focus. Nah, it's, it's, it's frustration. <laughs> uh, uh, it's frustration, Skip, because it's finally starting. To, it's taking toll on him now. Huh. It's been taking toll on the young players. You know, we expect that. But I'm not counting them out. We're still talking about LeBron. Those young guys still can play. Um, it's gonna be hard to to pick up those four games, but I still think LeBron can do it. I think the biggest thing I see is defensively. You can't keep giving up 33 points in the first quarter, giving up 64 points at the half. Mm -hmm. You give up 64 points at the half, that's 128 for the game. You're going to lose most of those games. And that's what they've been doing. They're not good enough to overcome the lapses that they have defensively. Mm -hmm. Because what LeBron is used to is having shooters. They don't have shooters. They have to play an almost perfect game in order for them to win. And veterans. And veterans. And the thing is, if you look at, they, they, okay, they'll play the pick and roll. They'll close it out, or they'll show, or Rondo will fight over the top, and then the next minute, <laughs> they forget, JaVale backs off, the get, get, guy gets a wide-open 15-footer. Mm-hmm. You look at that lineup, and I said this, and I told Skip, I said, Skip, Rondo was knocking down shots, but if he's not knocking down those shots, mm-hmm. they're a small team. You're yes. going basically out there with three threes, a two, and a point guard, and they got pounded on the board. Phoenix? Pound them plus 11. Milwaukee, because they got great size. Pounding them plus 13. You're not winning like that. Rondo shooting 12 threes. And both games they had leads, nice side leads. Mm. So when Rondo, Rondo shooting four, Rondo shooting 12 threes. Yeah, he, he got he to gotta, he gotta contribute more. The veterans got to contribute more. LeBron can't lead you in points, assists, and rebounds every night. That's why they're not winning. Every night, Skip. You heard what Stack say? Stack say the man. Every night. Every night. So can we get some help? A little help. 
This is not the Eastern Conference, LeBron. So I'm, I, I hope he comes to the media one day and say, okay, now I really see that the Western Conference is a different oh. monster. Mm. Because if he was in the East, we wouldn't be talking about this. Mm. He'll still be at the top. You know, and, and he's not used to being in a situation where he's losing. And at the end of the season, you know, he's talking about uh, the players don't need to be looking at the records and the clock and stuff. Well, he used to looking at it because he used to he looking at to see if he was at the top of the East fighting against Boston the last couple of years. Well, Here, it's a different story in the West. What did he tell you last year? Mm. He said, I don't care if I'm the first seed, second seed, AC, or mustard seed. Right. <laughs> when LeBron James coming to he said, if I come to your building, you got problems. Yeah. Now, he go to people building. The Lakers got problems. Even Phoenix's building? I, I just said that, Even, yes. What's it called? Talking stick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, got, you got problems at talking stick? At talking stick. Whipping stick. <laughs> Come on, give that the name of the building. You made that up. I did not. Talking <laughs> stick resort his... arena. That's it. Talking stick right. arena. Let's so you lost, to, you lost that at the casino. <laughs> they were at the, that's a casino. Yeah, but at the same time, Golden State losing to Orlando, so uh -huh. you can't really pay attention mm. to stuff like that. So here we go again. Poor LeBron just doesn't have enough help. <laughs> he, knows. he doesn't have enough help. Right, yeah, Poor I'm tired of hearing that. Poor kid. Get him, Skip. Here we go. Both of these games are right there for the taking. There have been a dozen previous games right there for the taking. Mm -hmm. The best player on the planet has to close. He is the best setup man in basketball because he will put you right on the verge of closing the game. Mm -hmm. Then he needs to close it. The kids are still too much kids to close right. these games because these are feeling like playoff games. And Kuzma, doesn't, he's not there yet. And Brandon Ingram will still attack, but then he starts to shrink a little bit at the end because he doesn't really – he's not sure, is it really my turn to do this? Right. It's up to LeBron, and you keep talking. He's more magic than Michael, right? He is. But you can be magic only so long. And then with three minutes left in the game, you have to go full-on Michael Jordan. If you're about to pass him on the all-time scoring list, you got to show us you can be him when it matters. Or even Kobe. Or even we can go Kobe. We, we talked about this earlier. You got to be Kobe tonight. Okay, well, he can be Magic Johnson game six against Philly, 42, 15, okay. and 7. He's going to be that, that magic. But that didn't happen very often. No, but I'm saying if he's going to be that magic. Right. Okay, so let's go back to Friday night. LeBron hit a three, and I was highly impressed because they just dared him to shoot it with 311 left, and he just flat out clean ripped it. And all of a sudden, boom, that, that arena just erupts, and they're up two with three minutes left, and Giannis goes down and charges, and it's Lakers ball. You got the ball in your hands with three minutes left. Who do you have to charge on? He, he ain't did. playing no D. Yeah. They tell me yeah. LeBron ain't playing no D. Who he had to charge on? Well, he can always just stand flat. Don't no, do that. See, there you go, Skip. Come on, come on Shane. Yeah. Come on, yeah. The last two he games he played D. The last two little, games. I've last seen two, some efforts. You hear what you just said? Yeah, last two. Yeah. Last two? Yeah, last so, two. So it took this long. At the end of the season. It took this long. Right? <laughs> it took this long. He's too admitted. We okay. missed a third of the season with Idris. He haven't been, okay. he, he haven't been running so, down shots So the ball is in your hands. And again, I could tell you a hundred ways LeBron could close against Milwaukee, but he doesn't. The Bucks go on a 15-2 run at Staples, and it is over like that. It yeah. just happened like that. And you're like, Deep. wait a minute. What just happened? Defense. Rondo and LeBron don't connect on a pass. And it's like, what are you guys doing? So they give the ball back. Then LeBron gets an offensive foul because the refs don't give him any respect anymore. They're just like, y you cry too much. We're not going to give you anything. You're 6'9", 280 pounds. We're giving you nothing. Mm -hmm. So he gets the offensive foul, and all of a sudden I look up, and the game is virtually over. And LeBron gets an easy layup at the end of the game. And then what did he do? 14 seconds left, he starts walking. 
and he keeps walking and he keeps walking five, four, three, two, one. And by the time the clock is out, he's walking up the tunnel. And it, the, the body language is, I ain't associated with that mess out there. I'm not part of that mess. You blame those guys, don't blame me. And then he goes in the locker room. The first thing he says is, everybody talks about Giannis, but it's the supporting cast. They've surrounded Giannis with a great cast. They did. Fingers they pointed. Have. Come on now. Fingers I know you pointed. can't say that. You can't say that. You, you yeah. just can't say it because you've had enough trouble. You want to ship out half the locker room for AD. And all of a sudden, you're just basically just rubbing their noses in it in the locker room after a close loss to Giannis. And Giannis wasn't great. He still got a knee issue. They got a good supporting cast, but there are a lot of spare parts. And you make a great coach, too. They got a good And you make LeBron. That's a great coach. And you make LeBron point for him. With Giannis hurt with 16 points, mm -hmm. he didn't close. Brogdon got two and not Brogdon. Lesso got two and one. Yeah, 30. Brogdon knocked that knocked down three in the he corner. Big. You see the that difference? was after the turnover on the inbounds by KCP. They just fell all apart. It, what is KCP yeah. doing? They got three guys around LeBron, and he still tried to throw it to him. Mm -hmm. With all that's going on, with all the players not understanding where they rolls or if they could take a shot, if they can yep. overstep LeBron, with all that's going on, what is Luke Walton doing? to keep the peace in his locker room. Nothing. Nothing. But yeah, you know why? Nothing. Because they don't respect him. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. Yeah, they, they, they been left. left well, you got guys like Mike Beasley going at a coach. <laughs> like, when, when I was on the injury list, I would never say nothing to Pop. If I, if I wouldn't get in the game, I would never have the, the audacity to say nothing right. to Pop. When you have guys like that going at the coach, there's no respect on the team. Mm. No respect for the and coach. And you would go at Pop occasionally. When I was playing. Well, I know. I got I, When it. I came it's out the game, stuff like that. But if I had no room huh. or if I had nothing to, to stand on, I, I, I played my role. You know, and I would I would never try to show up uh, Greg Popovich. It's always something that I feel I was right, but at the end of the day, he's the coach. Right. They was just they just showing Luke up. Even in the media, they was talking about. Finally, Broussard is back with Nick and CC to discuss why the Celtics continue to fall. I think so. I mean, I look. I, I'm I'm losing faith in them. But I do think that, like, I have more faith in them than the Lakers. Um, well, turning yeah. it around. <laughs> yeah. That's not saying much. But here's the three things I think have to happen. One, You're still going to need a dang on Leprechaun to get this one. <laughs> I like, I can understand saying, oh, yeah, I got more confidence than them than the Lakers. Lakers. But, yeah. Yeah. I think they, they got Philadelphia's <laughs> number. They need to help Philadelphia remains in that four slot. You know, because they, they could pass Indiana. I don't think they want Indiana in the first round because I just think they're, they're a tough matchup for the Sixers, even though the Sixers have more talent. But for the Celtics, Kyrie, number one, has he has let the media criticism deflate him. Mm -hmm. And you can see it in the way he's responding to the media. Like, remember he had that 30, like that streak about six games, seven games, where he averaged about 30 and 10 right before the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. They went six and one in those games. Then at the All-Star break, everybody, you know, he's talking with Kevin Durant in the hallway, and the media makes a big deal out of it. He stays and watches the MVP ceremony with KD on the court for the All-Star game. The media makes a big deal. And he has come out and talked about it, and he's let it deflate him. And I think it's impacting his play to some degree. So I think that's number one. He's got to do some soul-searching, get his swag back, and not worry about all the outside stuff. Secondly, some of the other players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they have become more isolation players, yeah. too. Bad shots right. waiting to happen. Remember, now, last year it was just do what Brad says and we do that. Mm -hmm. Now they've gotten a little bit better. They're feeling themselves a little more. So they're going ISO. And I also think, you know, when you play basketball, when one of your guys is ISO, that's contagious. Mm. And I think with Kyrie playing that way, they have become that. The they, need to they need to realize, look, 
What's going to help our stock, Jason and Jalen, is if we win. Yes. Nobody's looking at your numbers necessarily. It's if you win. And then the third thing, Brad Stevens, and I know you've talked about it, rightly so, can he handle the superstar egos and all that? He's going to have to make a hard decision with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, since the All-Star break, 23 minutes a game, 31% shooting, five points a game. He's taking minutes from some of these young guys who already are bucking. We've made a big deal out of Kyrie's return, but we need to really look at Gordon Hayward's return and him taking minutes from these guys and hurting the chemistry. So those three things have to happen for them to turn I, I agree with your, your list of three things. Where I disagree with you is the, ide- the idea that winning a first-round series is somehow some silver lining for this team. Anything short of a very competitive conference finals appearance is an abject failure by the Boston Celtics. Let's make it. They've made the conference finals each of the last two years. East was a lot they, weaker. Okay, but they were they were projected to be at the top of this strong. Do they have East. more talent than Toronto? To Toronto? What more talent than Toronto? I don't think when, so. When they started the season, we thought on paper. Pick these rosters, I'll take that roster. I, now, we've seen Toronto's role players get better. And then also, we didn't know if Kawhi was going to be top five or not. Now we see top five on both ends of the court. Yeah. So now it doesn't look like it. But before the season, I think we it, took the side. It was very controversial of me to not have them in the NBA Finals. They oh, had the I, didn't, second, I didn't have them there either. They had the second highest projected win total of any team in basketball going into this season. How many times did we hear... That, I mean, they made the conference finals last year, and they're getting two All-Stars. Now, it turns out they only got one All-Star because Gordon Hayward and I totally agree mm-hmm. with you. And that is the one movable piece as far as move him to the bench that is doable for this team because you can say, listen, man, it's not about long-term. It's just about mm-hmm. the injury. But, see, you brought up the fact, how long has Brad Stevens known Gordon Hayward? Oh, man, since high school. Since he's like, he built a program at Butler around him. Right. And so that there's the emotional and human element there for that decision. But the Celtics are staring at what I would consider a disastrous year. Because whether they get bounced in the first round or the second round, Kyrie's gone if that's the result. The only chance to keep him is a deep playoff run. And what evidence do we have from this team that they are capable of winning four of seven against a good team? Yeah, we don't have the evidence. We can say we appropriate that like the way we used to do with LeBron. Oh, man, the Cavs don't look good. But we believe in LeBron. There's nothing that we have. Brad Stevens, we did have that. Oh, man, we Brad Stevens is going to be able to get them through this. Uh, no, we don't have that. We could be, Man, they're, they're an elite defensive team. Sometimes they are. Most of the times, they're not. Offensively, their inability to have a system, and the system that works for them worked better when they had less talent because in that system, it doesn't require your individual ability to be able to score the basketball. But what happens is when you have a player like Kyrie, and I'm watching him because Jalen Brown and Tatum, I'll use them as examples, this offseason, they worked on their individual game. Because when you're in the gym as a player, you're not thinking about the team. I'm working on myself. Kyrie's working on himself. Tatum's working on himself. So all of them came back to training camp. And you know what? After an exciting postseason, each one of them thought, I can do more. I got more moves. I got more stuff I can do. I can't wait for my second year. Terry Rozier, he's got his own agenda. I want to be a starter. I want to be paid. So now you got all these different 
stories that people are trying, that are bigger in their life than the Celtics winning. That's why I don't believe. I don't believe they're going to be able to get back on the same page. I always believe Ty Lue talked about it. Man, Kyrie Irving is not about that team and ball movement. He is about, uh, I can take him off the dribble. I can take him <laughs> off the bounce. And that does not fit in the Brad system. So I don't see him turning it around, Chris. This is why you typically don't see teams with a lot of young players contend. Because when you're uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are in their rookie scale deal. When you're a rookie in that four-year window or whatever, your main goal, and, and I got to be honest, I think rightly money. so, establish yourself right. as a star you, right. so you can get that of big course. deal. Kyrie, did, Kyrie didn't come close to winning early in his career because that's LeBron didn't really either or his first few years. Mm -hmm. You want to establish yourself as a star, then you get that max deal. Then that's usually when the winning you start becomes the priority. Yeah. And that's a problem. I, I, I still have a little faith uh, in that day, but I think Toronto and Milwaukee are just better. Okay. Like, so I, I think their ceiling is the second round anyway. I don't think that's their ceiling. I would not be shocked if they can get past a Milwaukee or a Toronto. Milwaukee, we haven't seen do it. I like picking up Pau Gasol, some mm -hmm. experience, but they don't really have much experience going deep. Toronto, I think, is, is better than Boston, but I give them a shot. Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.